discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Is Jesus not wonderful? Say Jesus is wonderful. Hallelujah. Well, I started sharing last week concerning uh, the first principles of the oracles of Christ, isn't it? The first principles of the oracles of Christ. All right, so let's jump to the next important thing. Go back to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1 once again. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ... Let us go on unto perfection. See, I want to go on to perfection. Say it again. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Faith toward God. So the next thing that we have to learn about, the next doctrine, these are the souls and the geogos of Christ's doctrine. If you don't pull these things together well, you'll not be able to communicate well in Christ. You'll not be able to form sentences in Christ. Not learning about the leading of the Holy Spirit will cost you. It will cost you. It's the foundation. You need to learn how to respond to the life of God within. To the promptings of the Spirit from within. You need to. It's foundational. It's basic. You need to learn it. Don't ignore it. The next one is your faith. Faith toward God. Not just faith. Faith toward God. Since repentance from dead works. End of faith towards God. Faith towards God. Say faith towards God. Say it again. Faith towards God. Faith is the response of our spirits to the word of God. Okay? Faith is our agreeing, our acceptance of what God has done. Faith is accepting God's facts as your reality. There are things that God has done that must become your reality. That's what faith has to do with. Faith. So faith is first of all an act. They are acts of faith. Faith is an act and also an attitude. Faith is an act and an attitude. What you really want to talk about is faith as an attitude. Hallelujah. Faith as an attitude. That is a real kind of faith that God wants to communicate to us. Okay? So, they are acts of faith. For instance, the day you became born again, your born again experience was not faith is given to us, was not by your own exercising of your faith. It was faith that came through the word of God that was shared with you. The word concerning Jesus Christ. You received that word and that word brought faith to you. That caused you to be saved. So we are saved by grace. Okay? Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 8. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. You, you received faith from God. For by grace are you saved. What is grace? Grace is God at work. God worked through his word and brought you faith so that you can believe with your heart and be born again. He says, for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Have you seen it? 
That faith is the gift of God. Next verse. Verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So it's not of works. We began our Christian work not of works. We began our Christian work by faith. By acting on God's facts. What fact was that? The finished work of Christ on the cross. Christ died on the cross for you and me. Because Christ has died on the cross for you and me, all I need to do is is accept what God has done in him. God worked through Christ. Therefore, I am saved. I believe that Jesus is a son of God. I believe that he really did die and he died for me. I believe that he was resurrected from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. That particular thing that you did was an act of faith that you did, you had. To receive Christ into your life. To be born again. To receive the new life. And it is strictly by grace and not of works. There was nothing you did to, you did to be able to be saved. Apart from believing with your heart and saying. Same way with every single thing that is in Christ. Every single thing in Christ is by the same method. Everything in Christ is by the same method. So we don't just exercise faith on our birth on, a, on the day we are born again. Faith must continue. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 3. God gives us faith. This, that faith is free. But that faith is expected to grow. For I say to the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure. Say the measure. Say it again, the measure. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The measure of faith. We've all been given the measure of faith. It's definite. Everybody has been given the same faith. It's called the common faith. The mutual faith. Look at Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Second Peter 1, 1. You see it there. Simon Peter, read this one to me. Have you seen it? He calls it like precious faith. It is for everybody. It's a gift of God for everybody. Are you seeing it? Like precious faith. Like precious faith. Look at Titus chapter 1 verse 4. Titus 1 4. To Titus my own son after the common faith. He calls, he calls it the common faith here. It's the same thing he's talking about. It's called like precious faith. It's called the common faith. It's called the measure of faith. Then in Colossians chapter 2 verse 11. Look at Colossians 2 verse 11. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. In putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Next verse. Bear with him in baptism wherein also ye are risen with him. Through the faith of the operation of God. It is called the faith of the operation of God. God is the one who operated that faith. God is the one who brought that faith to you. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with God. Now the day you receive that faith, that faith is expected to grow. Your faith is expected to grow. Not by works. You see, you became born again not by works, isn't it? How did you become born again? By grace. By grace are you saved through faith. Isn't it? Why do you think that you are going to maintain your holiness by your works? Why do you think you, can, you are going to maintain your sanctification by works? Why do you think you are going to maintain your righteousness by works? We must continue in that same faith through grace. What is grace? Grace is God has done it. All I need to do is to accept what God has done. What has God done? God says that he has made us his righteousness. Why are you struggling for nothing? So there are a lot of Christians who have left what God has done and want to work out their own righteousness. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, he says that I may be found in him not having my own righteousness. 
not having my own right. Look at the Philippians chapter 3. Verse 7 to verse 9. Philippians 3 from verse 7 to 9. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Not having my own, what is my own righteousness? My own righteousness is trying to please God on my own, on my own terms. Thinking that the things that I'm doing is what will get me closer to God. Righteousness is the ability of a man to stand before God without any sense of condemnation. Or any sense of guilt. With boldness. Righteousness is what enables a man to stand before the devil and declare to him that you have no place in my life. And cast out devils. That's righteousness. The same ability you have to stand before God without any sense of guilt or condemnation of, or uh, any sense of sadness or no boldness, bereft of boldness. Eh? That same righteousness is what you used to stand before the devil and tell him. So when you're casting out the devil, some people don't want to talk about casting out of devils because they don't think that they are on that level. Why? Because their lives are not pure yet. So when, when we say, pray for the person, oh, I don't want to pray for the person. Why don't you want to pray for the person? I did, actually, Abi, you know. Abi, you know that. You don't say, Charlie, boys, don't be pure like that, though, Charlie. We don't be pure. We don't say we don't be pure. No, you are, the, the demon will beat us. You are making a mistake. It's because you are not walking in faith. And we are expected to walk in faith. Okay? Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Look at Romans chapter 1, verse 17. From verse 16, Paul says that, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then he says, For therein, for in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, The just shall live by faith. Who is the just? My righteous ones. We are the just ones. We have been made righteous. Faith is from God. It's a gift from God. Faith is accepting what God has done as fact. Accepting it and hence acting like that. God says he has made me righteous. What do I say? Thank you, Lord. I receive it. I accept it. What you have said is true. How do I demonstrate that righteousness? By continuously accepting what God has done. He has made me righteous. Therefore, I live righteously. For there is a righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it's written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Say the just shall live by faith. It means that he shall conduct his life by faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Not only the author, but the finisher. He's the one to continue us and help us grow in faith and get to the last termination of our faith. Hmm? It comes to the end of your faith. Receiving the end of your faith. Even the salvation of your souls. So Christ, Jesus must be involved in your life. Don't think you can do anything without him. Don't think you can be holy without him. Without him, you cannot be holy. How do you be holy? He has made us holy. How do you continue in that holiness? By accepting what he has done. When you see an opportunity to not be holy, what do you do? I accept what you have done. You made me holy. By virtue of my birth, my new birth, I accept it as my fact. Therefore, I live holy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Not by works. Not by sitting there and saying, okay, I'm going to plan. When a girl calls me, I'll not pick up. When, when she does this, I'll not do this. You are lying. You will just fall into the thing. All that, you are working dead works. That's why it says, repentance of dead works and faith towards God. It works together. The way to not work dead works is by walking in faith through the word. Hallelujah. 
So accepting the finished work of Christ. What God has done in Christ is enough. The Bible says, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. It is enough. It is enough. Don't add anything to it. A lot of us want to add more to what Jesus has done already. Don't add anything to it. He has made me, therefore I accept it. He has made me, therefore I accept it. He has sanctified me, therefore I accept his sanctification. I am sanctified. I am glorified. I am magnified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are just accepted. That is walking in faith. Okay? The just shall live by faith is repeated in the Bible so many times. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. You see it there. Hebrews 10, 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Are you the just? Then we live by faith. What is faith? Faith, faith is I accept what God has done. I accept what God has done. If God has declared me not a sinner, what do I do? I am not a sinner. Are you a sinner? If someone asks you, are you a sinner, what do you say? I'm not a sinner. Why? Is it because of your works? Is it because during the week you were very good? You were a very good guy. You didn't touch any lady. You didn't touch any guy. No guy touched you. You didn't smoke during the week. You didn't drink any alcohol during the week. You didn't, what else didn't you do? You didn't steal during the week. No party during the week. So this week you feel very righteous. Your righteousness is very high. When we come to church and we say, lift up holy hands. Ah, my hands are holy. <laughs> you lift it in confidence. But if the following week comes and you mess up big time and you come to church and say, lift up holy hands. When you're lifting it, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> These hands cannot be holy. God, do you know what these hands have done? You don't know. The just shall live by faith. We live our lives by faith. Okay? Yeah. He's an author. So he says faith, but he's talking about something even higher than what I'm saying now. Can I show you what he's talking about now? Remember, he says faith toward God. Faith toward God. Faith toward God. What is he talking about? Faith towards God. Let's read Daniel chapter 3. Let's see what faith toward God means, really. Okay, Daniel chapter 3. Let's read from, from verse 14. Daniel chapter 3, from verse 14. How many of you know this story? This is a story concerning Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay? Nebuchadnezzar had made a golden image that everybody was supposed to bow down to when the trumpets blow. They did it the first time. None of the three boys bowed down. They all stood up. They didn't bow down. They said they won't worship that golden image. And Nebuchadnezzar was told. When he was told, he called the boy. The Bible says he was so angry, he called them and said unto them, Nebuchadnezzar said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Is it true? Then they said, Yes. Now, if ye be ready, that at, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbat, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made, well, well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fairy furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Who is that God that shall deliver you guys out of my hands? If you bow down, good for you, well, for you. But if you don't, we'll see who will deliver you. Now, faith towards God has to do with, irrespective of my earthly lot, whether God answers my prayers or not, I will still follow him anyway. Faith towards God had to do with complete trust in God. 
which is different from acting out of faith. You can act faith to get a, a, a phone. You can use faith to get a car. You can use faith to get a watch. You can use faith to get a wife. You can use faith to get all kinds of things. But there's something higher. Learning to trust God completely. That's what faith towards God means. Now, these boys had gotten to that place where they had trusted God completely, so they answered him in a certain way. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Next verse. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning faith furnace. He says, our God is able. We know he's able. And he will deliver us out of the hand of, of, of the king. Out of your hand, O king. We know he will deliver us. However. Say however. However. But if not, if God decides that he's not going to deliver us out of the burning furnace, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Not today, not tomorrow, not forever. You can do whatever you want to do to us. That is faith. This is faith. This is the faith that we are talking about. It's called faith toward God. Faith toward God. Believing and trusting in God's decision. Since he's able to, they know God. So he says, he's able to save us. But if he decides not to, makes no difference. We still like him anyway. Faith towards God is, no matter what is happening in my life, I still like God anyway. Some people can give God last warning. God, this thing that you're doing, you, should be, you have to be very careful about it. All. You have to develop some sense. Develop some wisdom. How can you let me suffer like that? I've been praying. So sometimes you are praying, nothing is changing. I still love God anyway. Whether my prayers are answered or not makes no difference. I have faith towards God. I believe in him. I trust him. I trust completely in him. Makes no difference how my life turns out. Makes no difference what my earthly lot is. I trust him. That is faith towards God. He says you must learn that as a Christian. There are a lot of Christians who use God as a microwave. They use God as an answering machine. ATM machine. If God does not do something for them, hey, this week we are not going to church. Whether I'm married or not, makes no difference. I'll still be in the house of God. I'll still trust God anyway. If we finish school five years later and I don't have a job, I still, I still like God anyway. I still trust God anyway. I still believe in his word anyway. Whether it goes good for me and does not go good for me, makes no difference. I trust God anyway. Whether I have children or not, makes no difference. I still trust God anyway. Because you believe in God's higher purpose. You, you get to that level where you believe he, and it's not, he, it's, this is not perfectional, this is foundational doctrine in Christ, foundation this is what he's expecting Christians to be a Christian is someone who trusts God irrespective of his earthly lot so when we talk about faith, we are not talking about getting things, it's mine it's, it's, no, I receive it, no we are talking about having a revelation of God Having a real revelation of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. I want to read the whole book of Hebrews to you. Verse 11. The whole thing to you. It says, but without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh unto God must believe that he is. So he's talking about believing that God is. God really exists. And God is powerful enough. God is wonderful enough. God is a greater being. God is, God is everything. And I trust in him. My trust. You must believe that God is. He is. Say he is. Yes. Say it again. He is. he is. Not he was. Not he will be. He is. he is. He is. He is. God exists. God is there. And I believe him. I trust him. I trust his decisions. I trust his judgment. I trust his words. Whatever he says I should do, I will do. Whoever he says I should go to, I will go. 
I mean, a prophet was told by God to marry a prostitute. He shut up and married a prostitute. That is real faith. That is trust. Trusting God. They said, even if he does not deliver us, we will not bow. We will follow him anyways. We have not seen him before with our eyes, but we know he's there. We know he answers. He know, we know he's powerful. And no matter what, he's taking care of us. God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never in any circumstance withhold my hand on you. I will always have you in my hand. I know that you, I, I am. And God delivered them. God delivered them. But they were ready to die if God didn't deliver them. It's called it's foundational doctrine. Faith toward God. Faith toward God. I believe in God. I trust in God. I have a personal, he's talking about having a personal revelation of God for yourself. Having a personal revelation of Jesus Christ for yourself. Knowing that Jesus Christ is truly God and truly God for your life. What will you do if I come and tell you that Jesus is not God anymore? And every pastor in the world is saying the same thing, that Jesus is not God. What will you do? Will you also say that Jesus is not God? Will your faith be shaken? Will your, will your trust in him be shaken? Will your trust in God be shaken? If a Muslim should enter here, uh, uh, our, our, our Shabab or Boko Haram should enter this place and say that, who are the Christians? Who, who are the people who say that Jesus is God? What will you do? Allah Akbar. What will you do? What will you do? Will you say, I said it, but I am lying. I didn't mean any of the things I was saying. Forget it. Who is Jesus? What is that? What name is that? Oh, forget it. Forget it. What will you do? What will you say? Faith to, say faith towards God. Say it again. Faith towards God. Trusting completely in God and his decisions. God has a mind and he also decides. He decides that this one is made for this, this one is made for that. Yeah. Accepting what he says he, he wants for you yeah. and following him no matter what. That is faith towards God. So faith, real faith is not acting for your own interests. It's acting for God's interests. No matter what it does to you. No matter what it means to you. Do you understand? No matter the circumstances it puts you in. So let's examine it. You will see so many people. Let's read from verse 4. Go back to Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 4. You see people who are described as having faith, but you realize that what, ah, what did they do? That They didn't use it to get anything. They didn't use, use their faith to do any, anything that will bring them money. Yeah. Most of them, some few people receive something, but most of them, 90% of them, use their faith for the cause of God because they trusted God. They just trusted God. Do you trust God? Ask anybody, do you trust God? It's a foundational doctrine that Christians must learn. So when we teach faith, faith is not just for taking things, claiming things. I receive it, I claim it, I confess it, I imbibe it, I inject it, I, I jump into it, I somersault into it, I bath it. No, faith is more than that. Faith is, I trust God. Say, I trust God. Do you trust God? Is it difficult to understand? Is this teaching difficult to understand? I think it's very simple. Let me show you some examples in the Bible, okay? The first person he mentions is Abel. Because Abel is the first person who demonstrated faith after God, not Adam. Adam demonstrated mistrust. He didn't trust what God had said. So he went against God, and God set him aside. The next person who did what God wanted him to do was Abel. Okay, read from verse 3, so that you understand. The first person who demonstrates faith is God himself. Okay? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by God, by the word of God. And so that things which are seen were made... We're not made of things which, are, which do appear. This is God making the world. Not for himself, but for his purposes. I see it. First person. Then the next person who demonstrates faith is Abel. 
how did Abel demonstrate faith? He says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. It had to do with his sacrifice. Why? Because God has said, bring a sacrifice to me. Not because he wanted to give a sacrifice to God, but because God has said, bring a sacrifice to me. He took of what God wanted. God wanted blood, so he took of the firstlings of the sheep and brought it to God and sacrificed it to God. And that act was an act of faith because he obeyed what God said. He had not seen God with his eyes. He just knew that God says we should do this through his father. His father taught him. His father taught all of them. The reason why Abel qualified and Cain did not qualify was because they had been taught. Adam, the day he sinned, okay, covered himself with fig leaves. Fig leaves, the fig tree represents man's works. He covered himself with his works. He wanted to be righteous before God with his works. But when God came in, he killed an animal and used the skin of that animal to cover Adam and covered him once again so that Adam can stand before him once again. Because of the shedding of blood, man can be made right once again with God. Not by fig leaves, not by works. So Adam knew what it means to do things by our works and what it means to do things by the sacrifice of the blood. Do you understand? He knew. So he transferred the same knowledge to his children. This is the way to be accepted before God. The way to be accepted before God is not to bring things from the curse of the earth, but to bring something that has blood in it. Shed blood. Blood must be shed. Now, Cain did not bring rotten vegetables to God, like we saw in cartoons. He didn't bring, he didn't bring rotten vegetables. He brought his best from the ground, from the earth. But God was not interested from the earth because of the earth, because the earth was cursed. Okay? The earth was cursed. It represents man's works. God needed blood. So Abel came and shed blood. And the Bible says that God says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. More excellent. The other guy also sacrificed something. But this one was more excellent than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. He was accepted. The word righteous means to be accepted before God. He was accepted before God because of the sacrifice. Because God has said, through sacrifice, you are accepted to me. And Cain didn't do that. Abel did what he was supposed to do. So Abel was accepted. God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By it, by his sacrifice, even though he's dead, he speaks still. The blood of Abel still speaks, even up to date. Hallelujah. Trying vengeance. The cry of Abel's uh, blood is vengeance. The cry of Christ's blood is forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what are we saying? You see, Abel exhibited faith. But it had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with what God wanted. So faith is doing what God wants. Living the way God wants. Living your life to please God. Doing what God wants. Trusting God that what God has said concerning you is good enough. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. Let's see some more people. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and he was not. He walked with God. John chapter 5 verse 4. He says Enoch walked with God and he was not. He was not. How did he walk with God? He didn't see God physically with his eyes. But he believed that God is. He believed that God exists. And he started listening to what his elders had to say. During Enoch's time, Adam was still alive. Adam was still alive. And Adam was teaching them concerning his walk with God during the cool of the day. Enoch wanted that so much that he always had that on his meditation. Always had that on his, as his contemplation. And before long, he was walking with God so much that God took him. 
Another thing that made Enoch work with God was his fear concerning what was going to come. Because Enoch was the father of Methuselah. Is it not true? And Enoch gave birth to Methuselah when he was 65 years old. After he, the Bible says, after he gave birth to Methuselah, he started working with God. Because Methuselah's name means that after he's dead, the flood shall come. Wow. So Enoch had access into the knowledge concerning the flood that was going to come. And Methuselah, as soon as Methuselah died, the flood came. Yeah. Methuselah lived till, till Noah's day. Wow. When he died, the day he died, that same day, the flood came. He was a sign that the flood was going to come. By faith, Enoch was translated that he, by faith he was translated. He moved from this realm into another realm by faith because he liked God so much. Do you like God? Ask your neighbor. Do you like God? It takes faith to like God. It takes faith to pray to a God you cannot see. You can go to a room and pray, and you don't hear anything, but you still like God anyway. Read on. Let's read on. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Moved with fear, prepared an act to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. It had nothing to do with him. It had nothing to do with what he would get. It had everything to do with what God wanted. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So faith towards God means to exercise, to trust God completely. Whether it is for your good or not makes no difference. It is for God's good. And I'll do it. I'll do it. I like it. I prefer it. Whether I'll not get a car because I have to travel to a certain country to serve God there and to bring God's word there makes no difference. I like it. I'll go anyway. <laughs> Faith towards God. It's a foundational. It's not for mature people. It's for young people like you and I. It's a foundation. Tell anybody it's a foundation. It's a foundation. Tell the other anybody it's a foundation. It's a foundation. Let's go on. You see some more. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place where, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. He moved. The guy was told by God. God, God didn't appear. You see, during those times, God was not appearing in form, in a form, because they were worshipping idols. So if God appears in any form, what do you think will happen? They will start worshipping that form. Do you know let me ask you a question. Do you know that the serpent, the brazen serpent that Moses made, how many of you know about the brazen serpent? Moses made a bronze serpent because Israel had sinned against God and snakes had been sent into their camp to bite them. They were biting them and people were dying. So to save them, they came to apologize to Moses that we, we beg, we, we are sorry for talking against God. Then Moses was told by God to make a, a serpent with bronze or brass. And when he, he did it, he, he hung it somewhere and told them that if anybody is bitten by a serpent, all he needs to do is to just look at the brazen serpent and not focus on his pain. Don't, when they bite you, don't focus on your pain. Look on the brazen serpent. When you look on the brazen serpent, you'll be, you'll be saved. And they did, and all of them were saved. Can you imagine that when Moses died, that brazen serpent was worshipped from that time till the time of Hezekiah, which is another close to a thousand years, till the days of Hezekiah. Yes, they kept it and worshipped it. It was Ezekiah who came and came to remove it and bent it and destroyed it. Because God does not like images. Because this image was made just once, they started following that one and forgot about God. So Abraham did not have God appearing to him physically. Just like the way we don't have God appearing to us physically here. 
The time God appeared physically is gone. He appeared in Jesus. That was the end. It's finished. So I'm standing here and talking to you and preaching to you the, to you the word of God. And telling you, listen to message. Listen to messages. Let's focus on building God a house, building God a kingdom. Let's bring more people into the house of God. It looks like it is nothing, but this is God talking to you now. Will you trust what God has said and do what God has said? Even if it, may, it means you are not going to get a job, a good job. Pastor Kobe has been here for years. He's also been here for... They don't live here. They don't, none of them live in Kumasi. She doesn't live in Kumasi. She doesn't live in Kumasi. You live in Kumasi. I don't live in Kumasi. She doesn't live in Kumasi. All of us don't live in Kumasi. We came to school here and stayed and did what God wanted us to do. Do you think God is not happy with us? God is very happy with us. God forbid. But if we should die right now and go, God will be very, very happy with us. Because you will say we have finished what we are supposed to do. And you add us to the faith's hall of fame. And say that because you decided to listen to me and respond to me, even when it was not nice for you. Because faith means whether it's nice for me or not, I still like it anyway because God, this is what God wants for me. No, it's not nice. Is this not the will of God for my life? What do you mean by it's not the will of God for your life? Abraham took his bag and baggage and, and said he was moving because he had heard the voice that he believes is God, the God who created the heavens and the earth. When they ask him, and they, when they ask him, why are you going? Oh, God has spoken to me that I should move and go somewhere. Why are you going? I don't really know, but I'm going. He, he was displaying a lot of foolishness at age 65. Foolishness. Foolish man at 65. But he moved anyway. And that was faith. Responding to God and doing what God wants to fulfill his purpose. He didn't know. Abraham didn't know that his life was going to mean so much to us. He didn't know. He had God and moved. By faith he saw John in a land of promise. You understand sojourn? To sojourn means to, to squat. He was squatting in the land of promise. Patching. As in a strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles. He was dwelling in tents. He didn't have a... He had, you, you are crying of your house. He didn't have block house. Abraham, our father of faith, didn't have blocks. Blocks. He had tents, rubber, eh? dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Isaac and Jacob, heirs. I mean, what kind of life is this? All because they want to obey God. That is faith towards God. Faith towards God. Tell your neighbor, faith towards God. Ask your neighbor, do you believe in God? Do you trust in God? Tell him, don't, don't use your faith for things. Use your faith to believe in God. And trust in him completely. The Bible says, curse is any man who puts his trust in man. Who makes flesh his arm. It's a curse. So God wants you to trust him. Irrespective, no matter what. If all of us understood this, starting churches wouldn't be a difficult thing. If all the church understood this, going to places where yesterday we were watching, uh, what was it? Christian Watch? The most persecuted countries for Christians, I mean, the most persecuted Christians in certain countries. You, sh- you should hear the things that they are saying there. It's not a small thing. Can you imagine? China is not even in the first ten. Okay, China is number ten. China is number ten. China. And it has come uh, 15 steps. Yeah, which one was number ten? Some people move from 11 to 10. It's not as, basically, the basic thing you need to know is that there are wicked, there's wickedness going on in certain places. People are mafiaing Christians in certain places. We are so free, we are so, we are so okay, we are into grabbing things. We have made a very big mistake. Because India. India. India is the one that moved from 11 to 10. Yeah. We have made a very big mistake. The faith we preach here is not correct. 
It's a certain aspect of faith, small aspect of faith. It's not the complete thing. The complete thing is what I'm telling you now. What will you do if there's a gun to your head and say, they are telling you that, deny Christ, renounce Christ. What will you do? If you are able to not deny Christ, you have faith. When you get to the level where you can tell God, whatever you want me to do, I will do. Then you are really having faith toward God. You are fulfilling Hebrews chapter 6, verse 3. Faith towards God. Real faith towards God. There's a Nigerian girl. I think she's not up to 15 years. She's called Leah. Yes. And she has been captured by Boko Haram, I think, for over a year now. And you know when the Boko Haram people, when they capture the girls, they let you renounce Christ, and then I think they let you go. Okay, but this girl decided not to renounce Christ. So they released all the girls except her up till now because she's still refusing to renounce Christ. And they rape her, they beat her, they do... Or she's, she's just 15 years. She says she still won't do it. And that's just very... And so there are people, you know, there's a... I think there are, should I say blogs or something, who are advocating for, you know, us to pray for her, for her release and all that. There's so many people going to her a lot. She's 15. Okay, so you, we, we don't have excuses. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Faith toward God. Say faith toward God. I hope you understand. Faith toward God. Faith toward God. Toward God. Whatever he wants me to do, I'll do. I trust in him and I trust in his judgment. It costs people to follow God. It costs people. And you see, it's not just some, it's for Christians. Everybody, every child of God. It's a foundational doctrine. If you don't have it, you will not do well as a Christian. You must learn to cast yourself over to God. No matter what he wants, I'll do it. Yeah. Some of us go to places we are not supposed to go because we think that if we dwell in certain places, our children will not get a good school to go to. Have you, I don't know if you know that thing. That's why your children will grow up to become very bad and kill you. Haven't you seen people's children growing and coming to kill them? Your child will poison you because you didn't buy him a car that he wanted to, you to buy. If you have been in a place where there was no car, he wouldn't have seen a car for that to be a desire for him to kill you. Faith toward God. Go back to Hebrews 11. Let me finish it quickly for you, okay? So many things. Continue where we, we left off. For he looked for a city. He was looking for something more. For he looked for a city which, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God, whom he had not seen. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him. She judged God. She judged God to be faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, that is Abraham, so many as the stars of the sky in, the mul- in multitude and as the sun which is by the seashore innumerable. A death situation was brought to life because faith. They trusted God. Whatever you want. If you say we'll have a child, we'll have a child. Nobody can change it. And the child came. Now when the child came, look at the next verse. It says, these all died in faith. Not having received the promises. But having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them. And embraced them. And confessed that they were all strangers and pilgrims of earth. There's so much to say about this. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Do you seek a country? Do you seek a country beyond this earth? They are Christians who always see this earth. That's why they want to grab and do things and do. 
I'm not talking about grabbing a lady. I'm talking about grabbing things. Gra- grabbing a lady is important, but grabbing things. Next verse. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Next verse. But now, they deserve a better country that is in heavenly. And heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Hallelujah. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. The same son through which God said he would multiply him. When God requested for him, he said, take him because God says he likes him. God says he wants the same God who gave it to him says he wants a child. What do I do? He didn't ask any questions. He didn't discuss it with his wife. Abraham did not discuss it with his wife. Whether what God is saying, should, should I do it or should I not do it? When he woke up in the morning, he took the boy. Let's go. They're going to sacrifice. When he got there, the boy said, ah, we have wood. We have fire. Where's the lamb? He says, God will provide for himself a lamb. When he got there, he told the boy, climb the wood. I'm sacrificing you. The boy didn't say, hey, father, what kind of life is that? What kind of life is that? Since when did you start killing people? He climbed on the, the sticks and lay, lay on it quietly because he also knew God. If God says this is what he wants, then we'll give it to him anyway. You, you, you can't be a Christian and just be walking around and doing what you want. What you like. Even coming to church is a problem. What You come when you like and when you want. You are joking. You are a joker. You are a joker. We can't even talk about sending you to start a church. No, it's an abomination. Oh, we say become a leader. Uh, this, this church, some people have left this church because they know that they'll become a leader after some time, so they will not stay in the church anymore. You think you are doing me, you are doing yourself. I'm giving you an opportunity to do something in this time so that when you go into eternity, you have something to account for. You are running away from me. Okay, be there. Be there. Hallelujah. Be there. Tell me about be there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Rise on my feet and just thank God for what I shared with you. Thank God. Thank God. Say something to the Lord. Talk to God. Tell God, help me know you more. Help me trust you more. Help me have faith towards you. Faith towards you. You are the author and the finisher of my faith. Help me to trust you with my life. Help me to trust you with my life. To know that you are not in to destroy me. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.